Hello, small group leaders. Welcome to the Small Group Leaders Podcast for week two of the series, As It Is in Heaven. I hope that your groups are going well so far. I would love to hear about them, so if you have a chance, send me an email and let me know how they're going. As you heard last week, Service for Service will be taking place on Sunday, October 13th. This year, we are hoping to see all small groups get involved in projects as a group. Serving together as a group is a great way to build relationships and bond as a group. Even if your group decides not to serve together, we'd love to see all group members serving in some way. Last week, we asked you to pray together as a group about serving together. This week, you'll have the opportunity to register your group to serve on one of the many projects that are available to groups. As you begin your group time this week, before getting into the study questions, spend some time going through the list of available projects and then identify the project or projects that you are most interested in as a group. You can give up to three choices. I have included a list of the available projects on the back side of this week's study guide so you can review it as a group when making your choices. If you will be serving together as a group, you, as the group leader, should register the entire group. This can be done through an online form that you can access through the link you will have received in an email from me. On this form, you must list your name as group leader, then list the names of all group members who will be participating along with their t-shirt sizes if possible. If a group member is also having their children and other family members participate, those names must be added as well. Keep in mind that if anyone has a child who is under the age of three, they can only participate in projects at the church. Please note that if your group does not wish to serve together, but want to serve individually, then group members should register for a project on their own using the insert that will be in this Sunday's bulletin. But if you're serving as a group, they should not fill out that form. When you go online to register your group, you may notice that not all of the projects in the bulletin insert are in the online form. There's a reason for that. The online form includes only those projects that can accommodate a group. If you have any questions pertaining to Service for Service, you can email me at roy at evangelchurch.com or Maria Cortez at maria at evangelchurch.com. Let's dive into this week's study guide. There are four sets of questions in the guide. The first set of questions reflects on the sermon. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done. This week's sermon focused on the idea of aligning our will with God's. For the first set of questions, you are being asked as a group to share what stood out to you in the sermon. Then, most importantly, how will you apply what stood out to you in your own lives? Spend as much time as you need on these questions. It's important for us as individuals and as a church 
to understand the need to align our wills with the will of God, especially if we want to see His kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. The second set of questions are based on John 5, 19 to 20, and John 6, 37 to 39. Have one person in the group read the first passage and someone else read the second. You may want to ask people who don't share much to read the passages. This will give them an opportunity to contribute to the group in some way. In John chapter 5, verses 19 to 20, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. Then in John chapter 6, verses 37 to 39, he says, However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. What we see in these passages is that Jesus links his will to the heart of the Father. Jesus was sent to do the Father's will. He was willing to do the Father's will, even though it meant facing personal suffering. In Mark 14, 36, Jesus prayed, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Sometimes our will must take a back seat to the will of the Father. When we do this, we need to remember to let the Father take the wheel and not allow ourselves to become backseat drivers by trying to mold God's will to ours. The questions here are, what was the Father's will for Jesus? As followers of Jesus, what do these passages tell us about the Father's will for us? Are you willing to put God's will above your own? even when it may be difficult to do so. Explain your answer. The Father's will for Jesus was to come into this world with the purpose of reflecting the Father to those who he came in contact with, to draw people to the Father, and to give his life as payment of the penalty for our sins so that we may have eternal life with the Father. As followers of Jesus, the Father's will is not only that we receive the gift of eternal life, but also that we lead others to the Father through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus willingly followed the will of the Father, even though it meant suffering a painful and humiliating death on the cross. When the Father's will for us is difficult, as true disciples, true followers of Jesus, our answer should be, yes, I am willing to put God's will above my own, even if to do so means facing some difficulty. Our goal as disciples should be to become more and more like Jesus. To do so means that we must be willing 
to place God's will above our own, no matter how hard it may be at times. For the third set of questions, have someone read Acts 4, 13 to 20, and someone else read Acts 20, 22 to 24. Acts chapter 4, verses 13 to 20 says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the, the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men, they asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign, and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Peter and John had been preaching the gospel, and as a result, they were arrested and brought before the council. The council warned them never to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again, despite the fact that in doing so they could re that doing so could result in persecution and even death. Peter and John made it clear that their responsibility was to carry out God's will and not the will of man. They would continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter what it meant in terms of consequences. The Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul to go to Jerusalem and preach the gospel. Paul knew that he might face dire consequences if he did so, but he was willing to do God's will. As we seek to follow God's will in our lives, there may be outside pressures or inner fears that will make doing so difficult. The first question here asks us to reflect on some of these outside pressures or these inner fears that may make it difficult to follow God's will. The question is, what are some of the outside pressures or inner fears that you have faced that have made following God's will difficult? The answers here will be different for each person. As people share what outside pressures or inner fears might make following God's will difficult for them, be careful not to allow their answers to be judged or invalidated in any way. While those pressures and fears may not seem difficult to one person, to the person giving the answer, they may be extremely difficult. If a person feels invalidated in their answer, they may be reluctant to share their feelings with the group in the future. Scripture gives us the examples of people like Peter, John, and Paul to help us and encourage us in our personal walk. The second question here is, how did the accounts of Peter, John, and Paul encourage you to do God's will even in the face of those outside pressures or inner fears? 
be sure to take some time to allow people to share how these accounts encourage them. For the fourth and final set of questions, have someone read John chapter uh, Jonah rather chapter 1 verses 1 to 3. Jonah 1 1 to 3. God saw the brokenness of the people of Nineveh and wanted Jonah to minister to them. In this passage we read the Lord gave this message to Jonah son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. Jonah rebuffed the will of God. Instead of going to Nineveh, which was about 500 miles away in one direction, he headed in the opposite direction toward Tarshish, a distance of about 2,000 miles. And of course, we know what happened next. A storm, a big fish, and ultimately doing God's will after all. When you look at this story, it seems to me that it would have been a whole lot easier for Jonah had he agreed to follow God's will from the start. The questions here are, why do you believe Jonah didn't obey God's will? When have you been reluctant to carry out God's will? What were the reasons for your reluctance? The first one may be easy to answer and may generate answers like, Jonah believed that what God was asking was impossible. Or Jonah was afraid of the Ninevites. Or even Jonah didn't want the Ninevites to repent and be spared God's judgment. The follow-up questions may be a little hard to answer, as they require personal reflection and admitting to having experienced reluctance to follow God's will. If the question is met with silence, give some time for people to reflect on the question before moving on. As the group leader, you may want to share first on this type of question and set the example for allowing yourself to be vulnerable with the group. Well, that's it for this week's study guide. Be sure to leave time at the end of your group time to take prayer requests and pray for one another. Next week, I'll be providing some information about the second half of the fall small group semester. We are hoping to have more people get involved in small groups, and that means we will need more groups. If there is anyone in your group that you believe would be a good group leader, consider giving that person an opportunity to help you lead the group discussion in the remaining weeks of this series. If that person would be interested in leading a group, let me know. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for these group leaders and for their groups. I pray that as we talk about the idea of aligning our wills to yours, you will guide our discussions this week and give us the courage and boldness to share our struggles as well as our successes in doing so. I pray that you will help us all to be willing to allow our wills to take a back seat to yours, that each of us will be able to say, as Jesus did, not my will, but yours be done. As groups select a project on which to work together during service for service, I pray that you will instill an, an excitement in them to serve together and that as they serve, their relationships with each other will grow. Bless these leaders 
Bless their groups in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you lead. Have a great time in groups this week.